Welcome to the Flashback with your hosts Andrew and Chase. This is a podcast about revisiting media from your youth and trying to decide if it's still good or at least not terrible. So let's get ready to remember some stuff. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's, is that what we're supposed to do? That's what we're supposed to do. Thank you, Mathilde. Mathilde, I appreciate everything you do. Yeah. Oh, I love always. you. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I do appreciate you. Well, me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking before I got a new truck. Do you want me to tell you the truck story now, or do you want me to tell you... Uh, it's very long and detailed, oh, and I no. can make it as short as possible. Do you want to give me make a time it, limit? Make it short. Well, h- hold on. Welcome to the flashback. Uh Sorry, I know we it's were been... talking before we recorded, and I want to just keep going. I know, no, it's, we were catching up. Here's the thing: we hadn't seen each other for a few months because yeah. of life instances. Yeah, we're busy people. We're busy. There's like things happening in our lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got a truck. Multiple things. Yeah. So I was driving down in Ogden, Harrison Boulevard. Yeah. And a young lady uh, saw a, a blinking yellow light okay. that she interpreted was a yellow light turning to red. Uh-huh. So she thought that all oncoming traffic should stop and she could take her left turn. Oh. So neither me nor the person next to me mm-hmm. slowed down at all. We were going 40 miles an hour. Ooh. And I, uh, she turned right into us and I just, she totaled my car. I hear a, luckily both of us uh, are okay. Mm-hmm. Though I think the insurance wants me to go check out my shoulder. I think it's fine. That's not the important part. Okay. The important part is my car got totaled. I took that money and I went down to uh, Butters Auto. Butters. And I bought a uh, truck. Nice. I like Butters Auto because he had his his uh, Amazon or Google review was like 1.2 stars. Oh, no. Because everybody is so mad that he, like, has no customer service. And he doesn't. He's just an old man <laughs> who, like, had cars and sold them. Yeah. Like, all he does is, like, get cars and sell cars. And everyone wants him to be like, well, Butters wouldn't rotate my tires. Butters wouldn't give me a warranty. But And he's like... It's not what he's for. And I'm like, no. Butters sells cars. <laughs> yeah, he's just an old man. He will give you a title. Mm-hmm. You give him cash. And that's the organi- that's the arrangement I had. And okay. I'm happy. So now I have a big uh, big old truck. There you go. And I'm pretty happy about it. If, if you had my dad, he would finally be proud of you. Oh, that would be great. Every time I get a car, my dad's like, why don't you just get a truck? I never knew this. And I'll be like, well, I don't, I was like, it would be nice. It would be useful, but I don't need a truck all the time. And he's like, but if you had a truck, you, you, you you would need it. Well, you could help people. Yeah. You never know what you could tow. I've, I've threatened to get a Honda Ridgeline, but my wife says she'll divorce me. She hates them and thinks they're the ugliest things ever. Oh, so it's not the trucks in general, just that one specific truck. Well, I don't know. Because the thing I, I just like don't want one. I don't care. I mean, right now you are currently driving and have been for as long as I've known you, the antithesis of a truck. What? Your small little orange. That's not my car. Anymore. That's not my car anymore. What's your whose car is it? It's, it's my little. Driveway. It's my little brother's. Oh, okay. I sold it to him like three, almost three years ago. See, I didn't know that. What kind of friends are we? Well, I don't know about your. You, I'm sorry. You're right. Anyway, this is why we did the podcast? So, so we're you talking. so you wrecked your car. That's all. Then I have and a you truck. got a truck. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I guess the story wasn't as long no. as I thought it was. I could have gone maybe more into detail about butters, but I don't need to. I saw that it has a 
like a cover over the bed. So that, that also cool. came with it. It's like mm. a $2,000 thing. It's crazy. Hmm. I was going to sell it, but I love it. It gives you better gas mileage. All mm-hmm. the stuff's locked in. Yeah. You put stuff on top of it rather than on the bottom. Plus, like resale, nobody wanted it. They wanted to like lowball me for like 600 hmm. And it's worth more than that. But knew it was like a $1,700 amenity. And that's what I'm saying. Butters <laughs> didn't even know. That it he, was like he doesn't he, know his amenities. He doesn't care. He gets a car. He sells a car. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I hey, his his uh, lack of detail is my <laughs> win? Question mark. Is that the way you say? Is that the phrase? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Your brother's living with you. Yeah, he's. Yeah. When he came up the stairs, I was I was very uh, excited <laughs> for a second because I thought he was going to be a special guest, but. No. Alas, no. No, not this time. Maybe maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, he's just staying with us in our basement. Okay. We have an extra room and he is staying. So. That's great. We're uh we're we're it's fine. It's fine. Uh well, last time we talked about Hook. We did. And it was great. We had a lot of we had a lot of fun. The hook wasn't great. Our Hook podcast wasn't great. was great. No, the, the yeah, the podcast was great. Rave reviews, like thousands of downloads. Everyone I think loved it, it. I think it hit uh, you know the iTunes top for that month. My door just opened. Oh, and a dog came in. Hi, hello. The needy one. <laughs> they're both kind of needy. Yeah, they're kind of needy. I don't but know what that fine. means about me as a dog parent. But I think dogs are always needy. I take it back. Like I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, how do you get a non-needy dog? Uh, abuse it. Oh, that's wrong. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what? I didn't like where that goes <laughs> at all. Well, okay. So, I chose Hook. That's what I was trying to say. You did. I, I chose that. That means this episode was Andrew's turn. Yep. You want to say what what we? I chose did. Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Right now, first off, if you haven't listened to this before. Um, thank you for enduring the last six minutes about my truck. <laughs> Just want to let you know that the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. is we go back. It's called the flashback. Yes. And what we do is we take something from our childhood mm-hmm. because we grew up in the same time. Yes. Though we didn't know each other, no. most of our, you know, the pop culture, the things we were into. S- same touchstones. There, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. T- there's a lot of stuff that overlaps. So, um, I wanted to go over Calvin and Hobbes, the comics, mm-hmm. which when I was a kid was by far the best comic. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. number one. Yeah. By a long shot. And, and specifically, we we looked at one of the compilations, called the books called Pro- Progre- Scientific or Progress Sci- Goes Boink. Yes, yes. Scientific Progress Goes Boink. Uh-huh. And you know what I did to, to, did you own it? Oh, I owned it. It's the only one I still own. My mother um, encouraged me, mm-hmm. if you can't see my sky quotes, <laughs> to uh, have a garage sale in oh. which I sold a lot of those books. Um, I think I also sold a couple of my swords. No, yeah, I got not a couple the of bastard swords, which it's fine. I can't be mad at her because I gave mine away later when I was like, I'm an adult now, but I wish I had those swords. <laughs> I could give them to my children. By the way, when my brother was moving in with us, that was one of his big um, conundrums is should he keep his sword? How many swords does he, what kind of sword is it? He only had one. It was a replica of Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy VII. He if you're familiar with that, that at all. It's huge. Isn't it's like, it's like a foot wide. Well, isn't it, ma- it is it made of aluminum? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's made of metal. It's very heavy. It would have to be. It, I hate that sword because. He could not wield it. You could never wield it. It always <laughs> bothered me. And I never played the game, but I saw it once and I thought, that's stupid. It's a big sword. It's an anime sword. Yeah, that's what it is. And I guess I don't. 
Well, anyway. Is my, is my voice coming up on the thing? Yeah, your voice is All there. right, I'm just making sure. Yeah, you're good. Sometimes I feel like I'm drowning you out, and sometimes maybe not. You say that like every time. Well, maybe it's <laughs> subconscious. I just feel that way. No, you're good. You're fine. All right. Uh, so so we read this. I, oh, what I was going to say is I did not own it. Oh, um, how'd you get it? Yeah. I, I found it on the internet for the free. The whole thing? For the whole thing. PDF? Did you? How A many PDF. Google searches did it take? Just one. And it was like top link, top three? It was like probably four or five down. You just like, yep, boom. Download, yeah. It's like a, a sketchy website, yeah. All right. Um, so I, I perused it. I read most of it. Okay. Not, not all of it. I mean. <laughs> what kind of shoddy work are you doing here? No, I mean like. Why would you admit after, that? Even if it's true, why are you admitting no, it? No, I'm just saying after you read like 85% of it, like oh, I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I said most of it. All right. I'll all right maybe 75, but I read most of it. All right. So. <laughs> Well, first of all, am I going to reference things and you're like, oh, I don't know? No, no, because I'll just say, oh, yeah. Are you aware there's a tiger that he. Yeah, no, I know about the tiger. So, no, tell me about your uh, comic strip like experiences growing up. Did you, when I was, were you like, did your family have a subscription, daily subscription? Yeah, and you would like rip into it and be like, give me those comics. I really would. Hagar, what's he up to? (laughs) Andy Cat. Do you know what's my favorite and would still be my favorite? Uh I'm sure. Far side. Prince Valiant. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> what? I know. And everyone Those are the weirdest. <laughs> I never had any idea what was going on. And like half the panels would just be like a, a like for those of you beautiful, who don't know. like Forrest Dell <laughs> with like his dumb haircut. Man. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Prince Valiant is like the grandson or grandfather, some whatever, probably grandfather uh-huh. of King Arthur. Oh, he is? I and so he's, that. like, living during Roman times, and he, like, goes all over through the Roman Empire, but he's, like, a Brit. And it's, like, mm. super detailed. Like, if you don't know what happened the week before, yeah. you might as well I never had any pack idea. up your bags. Well, and, and I was a And avid... it would only come out on Sunday, and it was, it was, you're right, it was just, like, it was huge, and yeah. it was pretty, and I loved it. Yeah. It, it, so I, from the age of 12... Or maybe 11. I mean, that's a lie. Calvin and Hobbes was by far my favorite. Foxtrot yep. was a big one. I liked Foxtrot. Fo- yeah, Foxtrot's okay. So from the age of 11 until I was, I think, 15, I was a paper boy for the Deseret News. Oh, wow. And so part of that job is you get this big stack of papers and you have to fold them. Okay. Put the rubber band on them. I always had a, Did you make a jig to fold them better? No, I just used my hands, fold it in thirds. Okay. It was pretty fast. But the problem with me was I would start reading the paper... And I would sit there and read it, and, and then I realized it was, like, 445, <laughs> and they're supposed to be, like, on the porch. This is back when it was an afternoon Everyone's paper. getting a letter because yeah, of your... Yeah, and my mom would, like, stick her head out and be like, you hurry, go. Like, you know, like, oh, I was just oh. I was just one of those people who I would get into it and, and read lost. all the stories. I basically would read the paper, like, front to back every day. You would read, like, the sports section at 14. Yeah. You would read the business section. I, read, I would read it all. Except for like religion, that was always a bummer. Because <laughs> in Utah, I was like, you know, here's a token story about a Presbyterian church or something. And I was like, I don't care about that. That, I was like 13. Why did I care? I didn't care about that. Well, you're caring about mergers and acquisitions from the business oh, section. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. And it's like, mm, PetSmart. 
you know, <laughs> it's going out of business. I don't know what it was, but, uh, and part of that was, you know, keeping up with the comic strips. And I think I might've mentioned this before. My goal when I was a kid was to be specifically a, a comic, but a comic strip artist, right? you know, like, Watterson, Bill Watterson, like that was the top. Right. And for me, the the two best ones. Who's Bill Watterson. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am. The the guy who does Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, that's why I was kidding you. Oh. You asked if I was kidding you, and I said yes, and then oh, you kept going. I misinterpreted. That was a good joke. You got me. Yeah. I was like, why is it was a great joke. Maybe you forgot his name. No, and for- I hope that our thousands of fans <laughs> are laughing at how good that was. They will be. Uh, no, the two top strips for me were Calvin and Hobbes and Farside. Yeah, Farside was great. I think it's because they both sort of ex- exemplified the best of their format, which Farside was a one-panel gag comic with a weird, like, point of view. You know what I mean? Just kooky. Totally. Um, but just just one panel, and it has to have one panel, it has to have, like, a killer punchline like just a good joke right and that was what the far side was it was to the point where what was the other one that tried to be like the far side that sucked oh i don't know i know there was one as far side was like leaving somebody was like now it's my turn to shine (laughs) and it was so bad well i feel like there was one of those for calvin and calvin and Hobbes. it was like about i can't remember the name of it but it was about like a dog and a cat and the art style was like dead on people uh, it was Calvin like, and Hobbes Hobbes art style or something ridiculous. Yeah, no, it was it was like he was good the art style, but it had no jokes. Like it wasn't yeah, good, no. but it was like about a dog and a cat, you know, right. together or something. Um, but yeah, Calvin and Hobbes, in my opinion, why I liked it is because it had um, the art was great, like just his style, and he could draw. And some of I'll my I'll say this: I mm-hmm. don't think I realized that as a kid. Like I would never quantify that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Reading the book now. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the expression is truly good. I mean, the art is is really a big part he, of it. Yeah, he he really nailed, like, he obviously had his style, but, like, just in terms of, like, you look at a lot of the, the other artists, like, like I said, like Andy Cap or, like, Hagar or any, yeah. you know, Heathcliff or any right. other BS. Right, you could draw it. Yeah, I could, literally, I could draw it. Like, totally. Like, they're stiff, like, they're just walking with their hands in their pockets. Totally. Like, they don't, they, it, you know, Watterson had more of, like, He's an like animator's... An first, almost. Yeah, he was almost like an animator, you know, with the way their expressions and how they moved around. Like, And there's, there's times in that book and in others mm-hmm. where he would... He'd have like four lines on a Sunday strip, which, mm-hmm. you know, had six, 12 panels and it was only drawings. Oh, yeah. Very when, expressive. When he would go off and with like the dinosaur stuff. Right. Like he was good. You could tell he yeah. was a great artist, you know. Or there's one in the book where, you know, um, Calvin's trying to eat his food and it's one panel of like the mother bringing him the food. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is like him, his expression through eating it. Mm hmm. And it was just good. It was just a story with no words. And few other cartoonists could do that. I mean, they'd use all the words and they'd still come up with garbage. So (laughs) wait, time out. Let me pause before you take this down your own. No, I'm just, okay. What you were asking about the, I would say this, I wanted to give my druthers. Oh yes. Go ahead. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I would read it every day. I wasn't a paper boy. Okay. 
I owned all the books mm-hmm. of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I owned three of the Foxtrots, and I owned like four Farsides. Mm. I had a family circus, but I think I got it from like the Ooh, DI. Yikes. Yeah, I didn't buy family circus like with you know whatever. It was like a you love the in. ones where it's like the little dotted line. Those were like, the best. Where's Don't Timmy? Get me wrong. Go. Those were good. Don't be sassy because that's good stuff. <laughs> Garfield never got into me. Garfield like. sucks ass. And I love I love that lately, like everyone collectively, at least on the internet, is like, why did we ever like this? It's so bad. So there's like countless parody comics. Like yeah. there's some right now that is like The best weird. is like Garfield with no Garfield. Yeah, there's like, it's just a there's comic. there's that Garfield. one, but right now there's one where it's like weird art, like uh like Cthulhu mythos art type yeah. stuff with like where Garfield turns into like a terrifying like like squid monster and like like devour it's like cosmic horror <laughs> and with like john arbuckle yeah. i think it's just we've all realized it's just the lamest worst comic but the thing about- and the fact that it's so popular like jim davis got so rich he got so rich we can talk about this later but he has no integrity that he stopped drawing Garfield like 10 years in. Oh, really? And just farmed it out. Yeah. Nice. He, he hasn't drawn Garfield in 30 years. And oh. he makes, and they still run them. They American make new ones. American capitalism, baby. Yeah, he just has like the Garfield company. There was another cat that was like a spinoff of Garfield. Heathcliff? Yeah. That that was like a... But Heathcliff was better. Heathcliff is is a, is a competitor, but not like a spinoff. Um, Heathcliff but makes it, zero sense. Heathcliff seemed to be the, older. The, the punchlines made Heathcliff no sense. Didn't Heathcliff like fight people all the time, like dogs, he, kids? He was more like an alley cat. So yeah. this whole thing was like, there was all these characters, like the, the garbage grape ape or some yeah. stuff. I don't know what it was. But there'd be like a lot of weird non sequitur stuff yeah. in those. I didn't, I didn't really like them. But there was also... What about Ziggy? Did there was a Garfield Ziggy? cartoon and a Heathcliff cartoon on at the same time in the 90s. Did you watch them both? Yeah, Garfield and Friends. Garfield, here's the thing about Garfield. They had the weird, like, barnyard off-brand segments. So my kid, my kid, my oldest, Mm -hmm. is watching cartoons every once in a while. Cartoons suck because what will happen, well, that's a lie. There are some that are really good. Like, you have to find the good ones. Like, there are shows that are good, like... There's this Just In Time, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. But then there's other ones. Like, he watches this one about, like, Lego ninjas or, like... Ninjago. Yeah, Ninjago. You know what it's... But oh, it's of course. Like, I know that. It's, like, for seven-year-olds, but, like, the story plot is, like, always changing. And it's, like, <laughs> there's, like, a love triangle. And, like, they're, like, destroying great evils. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, these people who couldn't make it in, like, crappy TV made it to crappy cartoons. Yeah. And people eat it up. And, like, my kid's like, yeah, Ninjago. And I'm like, no, we're not watching this. This is... <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't understand what children are. Like, it, they get this entire group of people who are like, you've never been a child or seen children, right? Okay, imagine drawing it for someone, draw a normal story, but mm. for someone who doesn't understand things the same way. Like, it's, I don't know what they're doing. So it's like a bunch of childless The weirdos. point I'm trying to say is, Garfield, yes. now that I'm thinking back on it, because mm-hmm. I thought about that the other day, was the exact same way. They had this episode that I distinctly remember, where <laughs> Garfield, like... Get, doesn't get a fairy godmother, but he gets a fairy godfather. Ooh. And it's just like the godfather from the godfather movies. Yeah. Well, what the hell am I supposed to know about the godfather <laughs> movies as an eight-year-old? Like, he whacks a guy in Garfield, and I'm like, okay. Like, this isn't this isn't applicable it's, to it's they're a ch- child. You know, it's like the whole Shrek thing of like, we're making jokes for the adults and the kids. They're not. You know? They're not at all. They're not and jokes? It, both. Oh, okay. Everything was, they're not. 
Because, because you know, like Animaniacs did the same thing. No, but there was like Good Feathers. I had no idea what the movie Goodfellas was totally. at all. You're I right. didn't get it at all. But I was like, this is kind of funny, you know? They're like they're hitting each other or whatever. I right. don't know what it was. And now I can appreciate that. Here's here's the difference. Garfield sucks. <laughs> so they Garfield were trying really to does. do that, and like, they just did a bad job. It does. It it it's the worst. I like that this just turned into Garfield sucks. <laughs> like the episode. Garfield sucks. Uh, well, I guess um, we came up with the title. Garfield sucks. Uh, no, Family Circus sucks. Um, Family Circus was good. No. It was like wholesome. It was like, yeah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> it's like some old grandpa in Alabama. It's thing, like, I though. want a good Christian comics for my green kids. The, they're football heads. Did Bad you like, art. Did style you like too. Hagar? Um, I don't remember. Like, I remember seeing it and what reading it, Spider-Man? but I don't remember anything about it. Spider Man. Spider Man comics. Were they in there? You the, were reading the Deseret News. They I were there. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, what about Mary Worth or whatever that was? It was like a like a soap opera comic. Those were the worst. <laughs> Doonesbury? Doonesbury sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all of them sucked. That's, like like the jokes were not good. Because they have to they have to write a one new joke every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm going to say one thing about Calvin and Hobbes. A lot of the punchlines are not very funny right like you're not you know like laughing about him but he would he was good at doing the the seven panel seven strip arc yeah so on monday it would start one you know it's like oh the bully stole my truck and there'd be like then there'd be five more daily ones about that and each of them has like a mini punchline sunday the big full feature one color is like the resolution to it i will say this and i i don't know i guess we're not time to come to the culmination of what i thought yeah. But I'm going to tell it anyway. That's this fine. Is, this is what I thought. Okay. Thinking about Calvin and Hobbes, what I came away with is, I don't know if Calvin and Hobbes is dynamite, mm-hmm. but comparatively, yeah, it's out of the world. Farside is the best. Farside's still great. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes is a cut above all the rest, and mm-hmm. everything else is garbage. Yeah. Like, from Foxtrot down to Garfield, down to all the ones even I liked, Mm-hmm. Just Foxtrot was all right. I just I wouldn't read it. Again. I don't know what I maybe I'd read it again. I hated that little nerd kid. I didn't like it. That's because you weren't a nerd. You're right. I was a I was a cool jock. You were reading the newspaper <laughs> at four in the afternoon. You dork. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would throw the paper too hard, and it would hit people's doors. And a lot of times, an old person would like open the door and yell at me, like "You're putting dents on I my even, door." I even knew then that Foxtrot wasn't as good. Yeah. But here's the point: okay. they're all bad. Yeah. Like, bad. Mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes was good. Yeah. It wasn't, like, great art. It wouldn't be worth your time. I wouldn't sit down with another book. I'd read it if it came up. Everything else was bad. And the thing about it is new comics that come out, mm-hmm. people that are trying to do this on the internet, they're all bad, too. What, well, okay, what what has happened to, to comic strips is the same thing that happened to, like, music, right? Where the means of distribution is now just anyone, right? right? You just put it on the internet. So there's 8 million web comics. The crazy thing about the comics, and this is what I want to say, is there yeah. are people who will just straight off rip off everything Calvin and Hobbes did. Like, I saw a guy who was like, mm-hmm. just took Calvin when he grew up. And I like, was going to mention this because like, I hate that, that so guy. bad. I hate that, that so guy. bad. He copies Watterson's art style exactly, and it's just a grown-up 
uh, Calvin, he marries Susie. Yeah. Of course. And they have like a daughter or something. Who's the new? The new Calvin. And it sucks. Like It's garbage. It's like have, a, have an original exist? idea. Like, How dare you exist? Well, and it flies in the face of everything. Maybe we're not ready to talk about this either, but we'll just launch into it. What I love about Calvin and Hobbes is how uh, much integrity uh, Bill Watterson had to where he was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm retiring. Yeah. This is it. He doesn't do any merchandise. Right. He doesn't license it for I anything. I don't know any of that. I don't know no. any of this, but um, I believe you. Like the only thing they print is the books. Right. They might do a few like calendars and stuff like that, so but is, that's all. Is Calvin peeing on the Ford sign? <laughs> is that just a ripoff? That is one thousand percent a ripoff. Okay, good to know. Well, one thing I was gonna say is like you know the that, first time that I is, saw that I was so mad. That is like, the greatest cultural artifact of Calvin and Hobbes, which is sad. Yeah. Because it is totally unlicensed, dumbass stuff that's just like And it's not like, the character. I got a Chevy truck, I'm gonna pee on that Ford. You know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. it's the the lowest common like yeah. denominator humor. And it's so stupid. By the way, I once saw one, it was the worst peeing Calvin I've ever seen. And it was peeing Calvin and he was peeing on the words my ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a big truck. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. that's that man sounds like a delight. But <laughs> if it weren't for the peeing, do you, do you know the only thing worse than the peeing Calvin? No. The praying Calvin. If we didn't have the oh, peeing have. Calvin, we would not have the praying before the cross Calvin, which is like I have these, seen him before. These like super Christian stick up their butt. People saw that. Like, how dare they? I'm gonna rectify the situation. And they make their own, also equally unlicensed Calvin. Are these praying. people big family circus fans? Oh, a thousand percent. The Venn diagram of those people who have those on their cars well, and who they love family circus. They overlap almost it's perfectly. A perfect circle, yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that so that was the thing about Bill Watterson is he made tons of money. Um, he was done doing Which it. Which he deserved. He had done it for like fifteen years or right. something, and he. Like, it's a grind. He didn't want to do it. And, and he did it himself. He, left, he did a very good, He like, didn't do a Jim Davis and, like, hire people to keep right. it going. Yeah. And it was a lot of art. I, I remember watching, yeah. like, he did, in, in the beginning of one of his books, he did the whole process. And it was, like, mm -hmm. intense. Oh, yeah. So he's like, I'm done. You know, I can right. retire modestly. I don't think he's, like, roll. I mean, he probably has a lot of money, but not, like, obscene amounts. Right. And he said, I'm not going to license merchandise. But I think that's the difference between Jim Davis, like, who's done. like saw the money and ran mm -hmm. and produced a bad product. To him, like it was his art and it was his integrity. Like that's yeah. what he wanted to do, and mm -hmm. he produced a really good product. Yeah, well, and that, but that's why it makes me mad to see these kind of like grown-up Calvin. Those yes, where me it's so like, much. It's no, like, he doesn't want this. Yours. No one it's wants not this. Yours. Yeah. It's Who not yours and no one wants it. I know that it was formative. It was formative for you. It's formative mm -hmm. for everyone. But it wasn't for you to copy. It was for you yeah. to come up with your own idea. So, doofus. yeah. Uh, well, the other thing I was going to say Tell is <laughs> I I never owned any of the books, okay. but I had friends who did. I would borrow them. I would go to the library whenever they had mm -hmm. them. I would check them out. So I feel like I was... I may not have known them as well as you, but I was I was a big fan. I right. loved him a lot. What I loved, like we mentioned earlier, is his departure strips where he would do, like, Calvin's pretending he's a dinosaur 
or he's right. pretending to have some spaceman some spiff. Spaceman spiff where it's like loves really spaceman good. Spiff. Yeah, because he's like doing really cool landscapes and like interesting things. Or the uh, the noir detective. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. Well, and it's just like he just. I'm sure he got bored of doing the same stuff all the time, and so he would challenge himself with that right. kind of thing. And that's what shows you he could draw. Like he was a real deal. I will say this reading scientific progress goes boink. Mm-hmm. It seemed a little preachy at yeah, times yeah. where he was kind of like, Oh, the world's tough. Animals are so much better. People are hard. And I was like, <laughs> don't bring that into this. Like I don't need Calvin to like wax. Cause then on the other hand, then cause once you do that, now you have to like analyze Calvin as a person. I'm like well, maybe if Calvin tried a little harder, he could have more friends. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> like, He's he's a big problem in pushing people away from him. Like Susie would be his friend, he pushes people away, mm-hmm. and maybe that's his whole argument. I don't know what. Watterson's yeah, that's that's kind of was. funny. I never really, when I was a kid, I was just like, this kid is funny. Like he's like a Dennis the Menace. Well, yeah, right? you never analyze it now. Yeah, I'm saying as an adult, this mm-hmm. is what I kind of. No, I, saw I know the preachiness and was like, all right, dude. No, it's true. Yeah, because I think we read it's like an early on, a comic early on in there where he's talking about to Hobbs about like. Maybe, yeah, maybe if I was nicer and stuff, right. I would have more friends. Or it's like they're talking about friendship with yeah. Hobbes, and he's like, you know how rare it is to have a have a good friend who's always there with you, and it's like this heartwarming thing. And then if, I don't know, it doesn't matter. At the time, it doesn't matter, but it's like he's talking to his freaking stuffed animal here. Like, that's his only friend. Right. You know, that is kind of... Eh, it is what know, it is. Whatever, yeah. I will say again, the artwork, impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um... The stories are pretty good, I would say. Um, I, like, I think it's a difficult I like this medium stuff. to do well in. I do. I, I, and this time around reading it, I did enjoy the stuff with the parents. Yeah. Because, you know, There's it's a, just yeah. more, it's just funnier. Like when he's dunking on his dad for being like a nerd. It's yeah. just funny. Like, that's just really funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the... There's a great one where the mother, it shows the mother like shopping and preparing over this and like reading a cookbook mm-hmm. and then he refuses to eat it. And you're like, yeah, you're like what an ungrateful kid. little shit. <laughs> but yeah. like you would have never thought of that at like, mm-hmm. like 10. Yeah. When I'm 10, I'm like, because you are like, the, you are the ungrateful like, shit uh, at 10. My mom put onions in the funeral I'm not potatoes. onions. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. But uh, no, I agree. I like the ones with the parents. Um, and I will say <laughs> this, like I, I, you can tell that there's a lot of work mm-hmm. and a lot of love in the artwork. Like he's producing his best every day. Like he doesn't ever phone it in. It didn't feel like, mm-hmm. um, I love the snowman and I love that there are like 15. I like this when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but there are like multiple running jokes that come back every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like the snowman, he creates these crazy snowmen, but he yeah. does that like once a year. Yeah, it's not like So I remember being constant. like a kid and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> yeah, it's like like cannibal snowmen eating other yeah. snowmen, and everyone's like, ooh, you're twisted, yeah. Calvin. Like, what are you doing? I will say this. I don't think that I could have... I loved them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could love them as much. But looking back, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like if someone gave me another book, I wouldn't throw it out. Yeah, and... But you, I'd throw Garfield right back at your face. <laughs> What do you think about, so I think why people love Calvin and Hobbes so much is, be, you know, because of the entertaining storylines, the really good art, and then there's those, like, where you, contemplative, There you know, are good, yeah. Things, the, all the ones where it's like they're in a wagon, like, going through the woods, like, in the fall. But there are And they're, a like, lot of ruminating ones. on, like, you know, philosophy. And I think the philosophy ones were pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't too pretentious. Like, he, no. I, maybe I made him out to be, like, he's not super preachy. He's, no. But he does, he does comment on 
on uh, you know the world around us. There was one. I do think he would hate the praying Calvin more than anything. I could see that. I, you know, I don't know that much about him, but I can. I think the peeing Calvin probably annoys him, but I think the praying Calvin would really people appropriating his work for like. Uh, yeah. No, this is what a good little boy would be doing. You know what I mean? Like would really piss him off. But I I just remember there was a four four panel one that. Uh, that my father had in his office, mm. like behind his door mm-hmm. and that he really liked. And the four panel one was he's digging, you know, cause he gets in it. So he's digging, he finds a quarter mm-hmm. and he's like, this is the best thing. This is all I've ever wanted. I'm rich beyond my dreams. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's more. I got a really good, you know, like mm. it's fun. It's a kid, mm-hmm. good artwork. A kid would dig. This is typical of Calvin. And yeah. it's like a human nature, like, I was satisfied a second ago, and now I'm greedy again. Like, it's... True. It was really good. There's a truth attached to it. Right. So right and back I would on say that, that for all treadmill. those, those are really good. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and so I think that's what, what people... Kids read it. They love it for their kid reasons. Right. They get a little older into adolescence, and then they're like, ooh, it's, this stuff is kind of deep. Like, this makes me smart for liking this. <laughs> yeah. It's that's kind of like how it watched, is. Yeah. Uh, you know, The Good Pigeons. The, you know, the like it's jokes for good feathers, yeah, and for kids, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I love, I yeah, so I I agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah, I, so I we're giving it. it positives, like oh, total positive. I think it holds up, like you were saying, all other daily comic strips that ran from the eighties to the nineties are pretty much garbage, other than the Far Side. Like even some one, some of them that are considered like mega classics, like Peanuts. Peanuts. I thought Peanuts about Peanuts is, after I read this book, and I yeah. thought Peanuts is okay sometimes, but it, it's not very entertaining. Really, Peanuts I think people like, like it because of the TV specials. Peanuts is li- that's probably why they like it. Peanuts yeah. is like Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched the Kung Fu film Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? Uh, is that where he's he's in a tournament? Yeah. He, like, goes yeah. to an island. And uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. It sucks. Yeah. But without Enter the Dragon, there's no other Kung Fu movies. Like, yeah. you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Without any Peanuts, there's probably none of these other ones. Like, it's it's a trendsetter, and it was big when it happened, but, like, yeah. it did not stand the test of time. It's just gotten better and better. Yeah. Like, you know... Peanuts is not. Oh, I just remembered what Dagwood is. It's that what guy with the weird Dagwood? hair who loves sandwiches. Yes. And he had the and really his curvy son, wife. Yeah, he's like got, got this babe wife, and, yeah. and then he has a son and a daughter. <clears throat> the son looks like him with the same weird <laughs> yeah. center parted yep. hair uh-huh. yeah. and big nose. Yep. And then the daughter is like a babe too. Yeah. Yep. And it's and all the jokes are like he is on the couch. And he's lazy and he wants a sandwich. Like he eats big sandwiches. <laughs> like that's the level. And his boss would yell at him all the yeah, time. Yeah, like for being that's bad the level of humor that was in all these comic strips. And even as a kid, I was like, this sucks. Like, why, why are they allowed to, to publish this every week? <laughs> like they get paid money for this. Yeah. That's why I thought I could do it. Yeah. Because even me, like I had no talent for writing four panel jokes but i was like i could do this yeah at least as good as, as freaking dagwood. dagwood or what was the other what was the sergeant beetle bailey yeah beetle bailey that sucks beetle bailey like oh i'm not i'm, I'm lazy again better run to my post <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sucks they suck that right. i think that's what that's the, the so this the is what takeaway. i would say is absolutely comparatively it's off the charts yeah absolutely it's still good mm-hmm. like compared to other media and other things it's worth your time like mm-hmm. beetle bailey 
is not worth your time. Like that, I spent minutes. You of think my there life are reading. Beetle Bailey collections that still sell? There's some dude somewhere. And some people like way into who's it. So into Beetle Bailey, uh, Bazooka Joe, yeah. bubble gum strips or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It, I I really should have like done a Google search on like you know what comic strips you know ran throughout that time because i could remember yeah. a lot more mm-hmm. but mo- mostly would just be like oh that one yeah that sucked yeah like you said ziggy ziggy well, ziggy was bad do you know what i feel like a lot of these uh what has taken the place at least in my life of a comic strip is like uh gimmick twitter accounts Okay, yeah, it's the same idea. Totally, it's like this is the thing. This is like the exact kind of humor it is to expect, and they just will tweet. And they got to do them all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got to do them like at least once a day. Yeah, Uh, because it's like you know, there's a bunch of them, but like most of them are not that good. No, I follow a few of them. But, but the thing about it is if you're just flicking your thumb up, mm-hmm. it's worth a 10-second read and a laugh and a Yeah, there's, past. like, Drill. You follow him. Yeah. Like, no, I don't follow Twitter at all. I'm off all of it. I thought we convinced you to get back on Twitter last time. If you did, I didn't do it. Oh, dang. So, I'm sorry. Get back on. You no. can be an egg. You could just be an anonymous user with an egg avatar. I no could. one would know it was you. I could. You could follow... You know, I don't know. The NRA. Carrot Facts. That okay. was one that was funny like five years ago. Yeah, that one was a good one. <laughs> Carrot Facts. The uh, thing that was sad about my Twitter is I had some decent tweets. Like I read them one day and I was like, these are good. These are funny. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah. I thought that about myself. <laughs> I wrote like one good one every three weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. I write bad ones. Do I you write... still write them? Sometimes, I would yeah. get back on Twitter just to follow you. Oh, thank you. You know you got me on Twitter the first time. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. No, I, I I think the last thing I tweeted was just making fun of a sports logo. Uh, Are you still I'm on that jerseys stuff? Like, do you still look at jerseys? I still look at jerseys. Yeah. yeah sometimes. So things that get me mad. The the uh, what the the Golden State Warriors just changed their logo. I don't care. I don't want to talk about. What but I it was a tweak. They had copper plate, which is ugly. Which is it, a color. It, no, it's a font. Okay. They use copper plate. Uh-huh. Um, which in itself is not awful, but in the context of a sports logo, it was weird and bad. And they changed it to a custom font, which is a very poorly rendered version of a generic sports font with like pointy, like serifs just stuck onto it. Hmm. And so I just tweeted that it's just bad in a different way now. Very funny tweet. Very highly received tweet. Will you show me afterwards? <laughs> sure. You know, I actually had, um, you know, just toot my own horn. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. So I had a tweet once where it was, it was like, like season four. or something by someone famous. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, um, the rise of, who was that one guy? Oh, no, no. I, this was me. <laughs> what are you I talking about? I the story. I could have told the whole story. You, I was it like, was me happening. I was like, wait a second. I, <laughs> this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten oh, I about that. And I was going to, the mm. rise of, what was his name? Badger. Bulldog Badger. The rise yeah, of Badger. I tweeted. If I would have remembered Badger, I could have told the whole story <laughs> as if it was me. And you would have, you wouldn't have realized it was my you until memory, the very My end. memory is so bad. Earlier, we, you were in my bathroom and you were telling me a story about about when soap, we lived yeah. together, about when I forced you to buy soap, I did not hey, remember it no at all. My out. memory I is so owned bad. Soap. He made me buy a different type of soap. <laughs> he did not own soap. He didn't know how to shower properly. He used his hands to wash his bum crack, and I said, "You gotta have soap in there." This is weird. How would you know that? 
You told me. <laughs> That's right. That's a good point. All right. No, I'm saying my memory is getting really bad. Because you could have told that story and it was just a vague like echo in my mind where yeah. I was like, did that happen to you too? <laughs> the like, right wait a second. Because Badger. No. Badger, the guy who played Badger retweeted yeah. it. Yeah, or he liked it and re- yeah, I think yeah. he retweeted it. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh great. My biggest Twitter thing yeah. is like I called out John Fugelsang or some hmm. whoever that dude is. I called him out one time and who he, is that? It was like he has a check next to his name. Oh okay, but he's like a liberal commentator or something. Oh okay, or a I don't know maybe he's cons- I don't know, but he's a commentator of something. Mm-hmm. And I called him out on something, and he DM'd me back. <gasps> And then I just called him out again, like because like this is the, this is what's the problem. See, you would love like political Twitter, though. No, you but could get why? so into Here's it. Here's the thing: what I no I you could I be was tweeting so it bugged AOC because why I I hate Twitter because what they do well not I don't hate Twitter. Twitter's not the problem. The problem is eh, now kind of is a news. Problem. Well, it is, but it's <laughs> not the problem I'm about to describe. Okay, news outlets mm. that suck, yeah. which are all of them. Yeah, will do this thing where it's like. People are upset at Trump's new blah, blah, blah. And then it'll show like seven tweets from like Mm -hmm. George. No one cares. And it's like, yeah, some guy in Ohio, (laughs) one dude. Like, what do you expect? Or they'll be like, everybody's loving AOC's new dress. And it shows like seven tweets that are like, Mm -hmm. you go, girl. And you're like. This isn't everybody. This isn't anything. This well, is the same just seven people where worldwide. They, they go to the same four like Rust Belt diners and talk to the same old rotted brain racist boomer idiots yeah. about why they like Trump. And they there's find, like repeat that story fifty thousand right, times. They find one Wait, dude. Who's wh- crazy. Why is this old white guy in Ohio racist? And why does he like Trump? Let's have some empathy for him and then just repeat that story a thousand times. Yeah, isn't the news great? It's so it's, good. It's so bad. Oh, anyway, but, um, yeah. Wait, yeah, I don't know. Are we are we just hating on everything? I will say this: we were this pro, is turning into a pro Calvin. No, we're pro, pro Calvin. Hobbs. Pro Hobbes. And then, Hobbes uh, is good. I was always confused a little bit about the metaphysics of Hobbes, like when I was a kid, because it was easy. like he would like eat, like he would like cause, he would affect things in the real world. Pr- you know, You're way overthinking it. No, like like he would rip stuff up, and then the mom would come get mad, and then it's a you know supposedly oh that was just Calvin, but it didn't really seem like that was possible sometimes. Or it's like who ate all the steaks in the fridge? You know? Yeah. I don't know if that was a real comic, but I feel like things like that would happen. I liked it. I don't know. I had no problem with it. Like you're overthinking. You're just it. unexamining. Oh, yeah. The unexamined. Well, mind. the thing about it okay, is, fine. Oh my goodness, isn't worth living. Nice, <laughs> nice quote. No, I. uh I uh, I just had no problem. Like, I liked that he was like, like, it was pretty obvious that other people couldn't know him. It was in his imagination. Yeah, yeah. And he was a tiger that the guy loved. That's was, it. Was Hobbes a, a, a direct, like, reference to the philosopher? Oh, yeah. Okay. And Calvin is John Calvin. Oh, he yeah. he writes it in one of his books. Oh. That it's, he, he named them so after John Calvin. So it is kind Calvin. of pre- pretentious in a way. The thing that like, I love the most is yeah. that he chose Hobbes, not like John Locke or anything, but he yeah. used Thomas Hobbes, mm-hmm. which is... Which is such an interesting, I don't know, because to me, a lot of uh, Western democratic thought comes down to, are you a more Hobbesian or are you more Lockean? Like, do you believe people mm-hmm. need a strong hand from their government or that people or, are basically good? Yeah, Jefferson Adams, kind of the right. same thing. Same type of a thing. Yeah. And it, it comes down to most Federalist issues. papers, anti-federalist papers. <laughs> Look how smart we are. This is also turning into so I am I, very smart, the it's podcast. Just, <laughs> it's just interesting that he chose Hobbes. <laughs> 
rather than Locke or some other person. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, uh, Calvin and Voltaire don't work as well. Calvin, yeah, yeah. Calvin yeah. and uh, Beccarini. No, what's his name? Caesar Beccaria. Oh, I don't know. Beccarini's a different person. I'm not as smart as you. Anyway, this isn't the point. Yeah, do you want to list uh, philo- philosophs? No. Philosophs? Yeah. How many philosophs do you know? I don't know, like four. <laughs> I think I named all of them. I named all the ones all I All the know. ones you know? Uh-huh. You left out Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard's not a philosoph, is he? Oh, he totally is. Is he from the Enlightenment? He was He was one of the... He was a, a Christian, like, philosopher, yeah. but he was one of the leading early existentialists. Yeah, Existential that's a, Christ- Christianity. Yeah, that's not a philosoph. That's not like an enlightenment person in the... A philosopher. No, but the, they come from the specific enlightenment Oh, times. see, I didn't know. I thought you were just saying the word wrong. Like Montesquieu. Oh. No, that's, that's how you delineate them no, from the Kierkegaard Greek... No, Kierkegaard is later. So the Greek philosophers and then the enlightenment philosophs is the two great schools of Western oh. philosophical thought. Well, you're smarter. I didn't know that. I am smarter than you, and I'm I can glad admit, that you finally I can admit that. that I didn't know that stuff. <laughs> Earlier, we're talking about... Other things that I'm smarter at, so <laughs> maybe joking. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> oh. I would love it if this devolved into that. <laughs> that would be oh, dynamite stuff. I've overheard conversations uh, like this, and they're they're maddening. Of like <laughs> the worst. two people who are who think they're both really smart, just kind of bra- subtly bragging oh, about how smart they are to each the, other. I've heard those two, and they where they're like, "Well, when I was in school, we, you know, like I don't know, it's yeah, it's bad. It's it's pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. it is. So I want to say this about Calvin and Hobbes, and yes. I saw this since we talked about the copying. Mm-hmm. There was one that I really liked that was copied. Mm-hmm. And and I would say this person is clearly pushing this. I'm not saying it's anything close to it. Mm-hmm. But back to Hobbes, you know, Hobbes becomes the the toy tiger whenever there's an adult around yeah. who can't see him. And Calvin is, of course, notorious for not doing his homework. Mm-hmm. And so Hobbes, um, so there's one where Calvin is like writing an essay and Hobbes is like, hey, let's go play. Mm-hmm. And Calvin's like, hey, I got to, no, I got to really work on this essay. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and then Hobbes goes, wow, yeah, you're working on schoolwork? This is crazy. The pills must really be working. <laughs> and then Hobbes, and then Calvin goes, no, I really need to work on this essay. Mm-hmm. And then Hobbes, in the final thing, is now a stuffed tiger rather than the oh. animated one because the the anti-whatever pills the delusion is gone. have taken him into <laughs> reality. Wow. Kind of dark. Was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like... He lost his spark of imagination. Yeah. And his, yeah. Interesting. I will say, now that we're talking about it, I I really did love all the little side things. Like, you have the, the babysitter who comes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, the babysitter's the, great, yeah. the gross club. I, I, you you know have what all I, of his fantasies. You know what I like, too, oh. is, uh, you know, he wrote most of these from, like, mid-80s to early, early 90s. I don't know when he stopped. I don't know. I think um, I was, like, 13, so... So mid nineties, so mid eighties to mid nineties, yeah. but uh, you could tell like the by the clothes what the era was, right? Like the just the style. I was looking at that one today of like the babysitter and like the style of jeans she wears. Oh, totally. They just look like nineteen eighty nine jeans. And that's the thing. And it's like, like that's good. That's no so awesome that he nailed that. Could have yeah. ever done it in mm-hmm. a million years. Yeah, she's wearing like just her hair. She has like bangs and a ponytail yep. and like a baggy sweatshirt and. The jeans and yep. it was like I know exactly. And they pay what the babysitter five like. bucks. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, uh-huh. Never. Yeah, no, it's so good. I was just thinking about one of my favorite. Like there was a lot of relatable things in there, obviously, but like some of the ones I love was like 
where he has to go pee at night and he yeah, like, yeah. has to hold it. He like can't get off his the monster. bed because the monster, like stuff yeah. like that, was. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It holds or up. Mo- it totally does. It really yeah. does. I, sh- I mean, I feel like the more I'm talking about, it, the more mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Um, and so, maybe this is the nostalgic. Well, it was back. always good. No, we we never said it was bad. But you're no. you're just becoming higher on it as right we talk about because it. I the whole point of the podcast is to say does it still hold up? Yeah. For a kid, it was untouchable. Like yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I could even separate this one from my childhood feelings. Like they come rushing back because mm. I would read those regularly. Mm-hmm. Like they were great. Yeah. You would just sit there and reread them for comfort. I don't or know. Just because I, you liked, I them? liked them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm like the youngest kid. I don't know. Like. You have time on your hands. I guess. I don't know how, how that is, being the youngest. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Well, I did. So, yeah, Sorry. I just read them a bunch, and I just really liked them. Okay. Um, but now that I read them again, like, I'm I'm liking all of the characters and the subplots. Like, it's just good ones. Like, you know, because you develop a character. That's the other thing is, like, they're clearly defined characters. Mm-hmm. Every person who's regular within it, yeah. the, from bullies to the teacher to the neighbors, are distinct individual characters mm-hmm. within the sphere. Um, and they're consistent. Like, Calvin is always what he is. Yeah. And Hobbes is the same way. Like, they're always these characters that go with it, which is not true of a lot of these other ones. Like, people come in and they're all just blocked. It's just like a random person. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, so, it's like there's like the elderly teacher lady yeah the dumb miss wormwood wormwood yeah there's the bully with like the center parted hair and like the big nose you can't Mm -hmm. see his eyes looks like a and then his bully doof like his his sidekick every Mm -hmm. once in a while but they had the um they had the one where he's in bed and he's calling his mom and he's he's like mom mom and he's just yelling and mom comes in at like three in the morning he's all my it Hobbs is Hobbs is thirsty or Hobbs is hungry. <laughs> so you woke me up at three in the morning to tell me that you're stuffed tiger. And this is the thing again, one of those parent ones. Like mm-hmm. you know that those that's clearly silly when you're a oh, kid. Yeah. But now that you're a parent, you're like, just like you, you little would bastard. Yeah. Him. You'd uh, like lose it. You know, I just realized when I was a kid uh, that I know more about philosophers than you. <sighs> I should have realized that earlier. He, okay, fine. I'll admit it. Listen, it takes a smart guy to be humble. I'll just say that. Uh, when I was a kid, Aladdin came out. Of Yeah. When and, we were kids. Uh, by the way, when we were kids, that's yeah. the whole point of this podcast. We're like born within a year of each other. And I didn't say that you weren't also a kid of the same age. Please stop getting defensive <laughs> because you have. I'm just saying when Aladdin came out. Okay. I remember we went to the Disney store. Okay. And I bought, I saved up money and I bought a stuffed tiger of yeah. the, from Aladdin. Uh, what is the name of it? I don't remember right now. Oh. Raj. Yeah. I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. but the reason is because I wanted a stuffed tiger. Just like Hobbs. Kind of like Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I was like, that's cool. This is cool. I've got it. Anyway. Like I rem- played Calvin that. Ball when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, the no rules. Where you just thing. make up the yeah. rules. Yeah. And you can't do that. I mean. Yeah. You know. Uh, there was. Uh, okay. I think I think that's good. I think we nailed it. I think we hit everything we need we to. We hit everything. We keep talking. I mean, the consensus is we both still love it. It's still good stuff. Yeah. No, it's still good. And I'm glad. I will say after, this, though. After the Hook episode, this is good that we did like it. Well, it's important. We liked Star Trek. We didn't like Hook. We liked this one. There are th- that's now we'll have point. to pick something we don't like. Well, we don't know. We're going to pick something that <laughs> that we liked in our childhood and see if it stands up. Yeah. 
No, right. we will. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So this is a part you of the show. You want to read Animorphs, but I don't. We will at some point read Animorphs. I don't know if it'll be the next time, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, this is the part of the show where we recommend current media. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say this. This has been out for like a month or so, so maybe it's old news. But there's a sketch show on Netflix called uh, I Think You Should Leave. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't watch it. Oh, what is it? It's so close to that. I, I Think You Should Leave or You Should Leave, maybe. But it's Tim Robinson, who used to be on SNL for a, a little bit. Um, he's, it's wildly, I mean, like any other sketch comedy thing, it's like very hit or miss, but there's a few of them that are like perfect little sketches. And what I like about them is that each episode is only like 10 or 15 minutes long. Right. And the sketches are really short. Okay. So it's not the SNL thing of like dragging out this awful sketch because you have to fill up the time and it's, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's as short as it needs to be. And there's one that's kind of become a meme that is like a car focus group. And there's this weird old Italian guy. Okay. And uh, I can't even, but there's like a lot of lines he quotes. Like he's talking about like, what they're like, what, what do you think would good features be on a car? You know? And he goes on and on about like a steering wheel that will not fly out the window when you're driving. You know, it's like weird stuff. Yeah. He starts like making fun of one of the other yeah, participants. Good. I like where all this is going. And, uh, you know, he, he's like mocking him. He's like, you have no good car ideas. You know, just like stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to oversell it or anything. It's funny. It's good and it's short and it's funny. There's a sketch about nachos. I got on a date with nachos. Okay. And the date keeps you know getting all the fully loaded nachos uh-huh. and so he goes to the manager to complain about that <laughs> that's pretty good you can't just get all the fully loaded nachos and and he really commits to it uh the guy who's in this like yeah. he just really goes for it so that's my recommendation also they just announced that they're getting a season two so that that'll be fun oh it's only been the one season yeah and, and what'd you call it get out of my life get out I think you should leave. Don't come here anymore. I think you should leave. Boy, I wish you weren't in this room again. (laughs) There actually is, to relate it back, there's a... I won't even say what it is. Hey, you're here. Don't be. I'll I'll relate it back. There's a Garfield-themed sketch. Do they just trash on it? I think you're right, though. It's a different tangent. I do love that, as a society, we've looked back and been like, this was unacceptable. Yeah, like this... There's nothing good about it. But I think a There's lot of no things legacy in the 80s, of, of I think a lot of good. things in the 80s and 90s, like, you watch it again and you're like, this isn't... A, like, how was this a thing? Yeah. Do you remember there was a comic who was huge in the 80s, like, and he would make these, like, dirty limericks. He'd be like, hickory dickory dock, and then he'd, like, rhyme it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't was remember he? his name. Uh, was it... Uh, well, what's his name? Uh, he was, like, a big dude who'd come in and be like... And, hey, and he wore yeah. like leather jackets yeah, that guy. and uh yeah what is his name i don't know he's, he's like an actor now he's like a character actor like he was I'm in sure. a, a star is born right uh what is his name uh man that's gonna he's bug some, me you can google it tweet at us uh the flashback <laughs> at the flashback pod. Yeah. uh yeah i don't is, remember the point about that is is like that was huge in the 80s like people looked at him and said like mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's sucks. comedy he sucks. and they Here, accepted it i mean like i think a lot I think a lot of this nostalgia has to do with, though, what I don't like about nostalgia, we've talked about this, is that people, there's like survivorship bias. So people only remember the really good things or the really, really bad things. 
Right. Everything else is just kind of forgotten because you don't, you know, you're not going to just remember that. Yeah. This thing that was like, okay, but like not that good, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, it's like the eighties, you know, like when people listen to oldie stations, the seventies had the best music, you know, it's like, well, it's cause you're listening to this, you know, the hits of the seventies, the same 50 top songs. It's like when you do like, what about all the other thousands of awful songs, you know? Yeah. It's such a stupid statement. It's They're like the worst. I saw somebody when you go to like, any YouTube comment section of any music before now. And they're like, this was the good old days before this new bad music of Justin Bieber, you know, like I I'm 12 and I like the Rolling Stones, you know, like yeah. that kind of sentiment. And you're of like, like, I was you, born in the wrong you generation. Like, you like the three, Rolling Stones hit, but everybody loves yeah. Justin Bieber's like, three big hey, hits. Listen, like, dumbass, you were born in the right generation because you can still listen to the Rolling Stones and every other band that's ever existed you on wrong, your telephone. You the wrong generation Would you rather have to go by records? The 1520s. Real to real tapes. Sea shanties. Yes. Like there were none. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, play the flugelhorn asshole and then tell me <laughs> you're the wrong generation. I hate that sentiment so bad. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I hate it. It's, it's very pervasive. It's I think it's just a lot of young people I, trying I also, to no, it's not show that people. they have like taste and like, no, I, I, you know, I've done the research. I like the, the good stuff, you know, Yeah. where it's like, no, now there's like an entire world of well, I saw billions of possibilities. Do a thing where they said they had like a, a quote from like George Washington, one of his erudite quotes. And then I, uh, Abraham Lincoln quote, and then something stupid that Trump said. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look at what we've... And you're like, that's the stupidest thing. Like, you gotta... There's somewhere where Trump says... Like, you could have, you could do that to anyone at any time. And yeah. anyone who looks at it and says, like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing... I'm not saying he's not. But so by you're that going one, on record to say that Trump is as smart and as good a president as Lincoln was. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, like, that's just just the way that it's done is stupid. Like no, the, I agree. That's just. I mean, call call it what it is. I mean, you can, you can definitely trash him for a million things, but like that's not one of them that you need to be. Uh, never well, mind. it's like every president. Like, listen, George W. Bush hated him, but he dodged those shoes really good. Did you ever see that clip when the guy <laughs> threw the shoes one. at him? Yeah, he was like really quick. He was like, whoop, whoop, like yeah. moving his head around. Very and agile. And then he gives that guy that wry smile. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, shoes, miss you. And also, I had misremembered that. I thought he just threw one shoe. He took both of his oh, shoes yeah. off. It was two throws. Yeah, it was. That and he dodged ru- them both. That ruled. Yeah. I wish that would happen now. Do you think if, if, do you think if a guy now threw a shoe at Trump, he would dodge it? It would just ping right off his big fat head <laughs> he would not be able to move and then Ugh. probably like a bunch of synagogues would get shot up oh my because God. a bunch of his followers would be like this is for the shoe wait time out <laughs> never mind what this is a wild one Are trump is it trump followers who are shooting up synagogues oh yeah QAnon, that guy in canada because it's a whole thing trump the entire been, the entire trump right has been wing probably the biggest supporter of israel of all presidents we've oh, had but since these, truman no they don't understand that part of it though it's the whole right-wing ecosphere of like trolls, he said Jeru- he QAnon. Put, he put the no they don't care they don't care about that they it's all about like you know jews run the world conspiracy theory uh, thing that stuff that greater group of like right-wing trolls right. they're not thinking like geopolitics of like oh yeah the right you know the republicans support israel as a country right. it's like we hate jews Interesting. Yeah. 
not to, sorry that we got off on this tangent here. Uh, you got off, but, please. Uh, I still want to no, talk about just, Voltaire and Montesquieu. No, I just want to see Trump dodge a shoe. I just think that would be very funny. <laughs> it's just really funny to me because it's would like... Would he have to dodge one or would he have to dodge both? Like if he got 50% of the shoes... Um, I would... I would bet that he wouldn't dodge the first one. It would that would be a definite hit because okay. he wouldn't be ready for it. The second one, I think he could maybe get his arm up and block it. What about Jimmy? He Carter? He wasn't dodging it completely. Could, if I threw a shoe at Jimmy Carter, could he dodge it? Twenty yeah. feet away. Oh yeah, he's a, Jimmy Carter. He's a he was like a peanut farmer. He had like farmer strength. No, I'm I talking like could. right now. Oh, he's old man Carter. No, he's almost dead. He would not. He would you would bean him right there. Well, I just think throwing shoes is funny. It's like Austin Powers. That's a joke in Austin Powers. Who throws a shoe? It's just funny. Because also, if it does, by the way, if it does hit if them, we ever did Austin Powers? I already have the answer. It sucks. If it does hit them, we'll have to talk about did that. Did you like Austin Powers when you were a kid? Uh, I was not allowed to watch it. <laughs> it was, was very strict rule. No, but I'm talking about shoes. If if the president <laughs> got hit by a shoe, it would still be funny. It wouldn't be a tragic thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool that W dodged them, but it also would have been, it would have ruled also if he would have gotten hit by one. Right. Any president, like if Obama would have gotten hit, would you Yes, be okay? any president. I think it would be funny. It would just be funny if someone picked a shoe yeah. up and threw it at the president. Yeah, both shoes. That's what's so funny about it. He was so mad, he took off his shoes and threw them. And I think that's a huge insult in in Iraq. Anywhere. When Where would that not be an insult? <laughs> one time... <laughs> In junior high, I know that it's an insult, but there's like levels. No, no. In junior high, I was I had a friend. I had a friend. I would always get in fights with. Like we would, we were good friends, but we'd always like if someone like did something the wrong way, we're like we like hit each other joshingly, yeah. and then it like got went too far. It would launch into a full blown like fight, like a real fight, really easily. Yeah. But then right after the fight, we wouldn't be like sorry, man, you know, and it would be fine. But I remember we were watching TV on the floor, just laying there in my friend's basement, and like something happened and we got into like a, a like rolling around on the ground like fight and I had my shoes off you know in the house and I remember I rolled over and was able to grab one of my shoes and, hit him and just head. just whapped him in the face with my shoe as hard as I could which I'm sure it was a very like soft rubbery soled airwalk shoe or something like that probably didn't hurt. Was, it, was it one of your designer shoes yet had you bought designer shoes yet uh at that point you know why I had the paper route was to pay for shoes I knew that yeah 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 no I had bought my shoe yeah it was like a skate shoe that I wanted or something I this is the thing we lived together for what a year and a half mm-hmm mm-hmm I remember these stories I am so excited over <laughs> the next few podcasts to tell you <laughs> stories about your life that I've forgotten <laughs> yeah yeah. And pretend that it was you. These are dynamite. And be like, I bought a pair of these shoes from a guy at junior high, and then my mom asked where they were from, and I got in trouble. I will tell you, I there's nothing better than telling someone <laughs> the story about them, like a story that's theirs in mm-hmm. front of them, especially in like a crowd of people. Because then the person <laughs> has to be like, no, no, that happened to me. That was a you. <laughs> I'm confused. Like, what happened to me? I was, but because of my poor memory, I didn't get it until yeah. like you were almost done. Yeah. All right. What are you suggesting media wise? This is the problem. You is. don't, you've been busy. Well, that's a, that's so a weak excuse. Consumed. Here's the thing. I've consumed media, Okay. but it's obscure media you don't want to hear about. Okay. So here's what I've watched. Okay. I've watched, I'm actually going to make my, my, <laughs> I have one right now. Okay. Here we go. YouTube. Okay. So you have to watch YouTube, but some it's a whole Q- series. Some QAnon. You could watch it somewhere. <laughs> what is that? 
What are you referencing? You, it's like it's like right wing conspiracies that like they think that like Trump. It's it's insane. I don't actually. I'm sorry that I said it. I shouldn't even spread it around. I, wait, time out. It's am I going to go back? Stuff. Am I am I going to go back and become a conspiracy? Like, are you turning me into a flat? That's earther? what YouTube does. Is they keep suggesting videos until you fully become a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like you watch one Ben Shapiro video, yeah, or or you know like Joe Rogan or whatever, yeah. and uh-huh. he has like a flat earther on there. Yeah. You watch it one. And then it keep the algorithm keeps feeding you these videos until you're like full on, you until know. Until you believe the Earth is flat. Did you, until it's like it's a, a hollow earth. earth. The Bilderberg Group. Have all you that ever stuff. talked to a flat earther? No, but we watched so, the. Oh, here's another suggestion. We watched the documentary are, on you Netflix. Are interrupting me so much right now. I'm sorry, but there's a very good documentary What's about flat earthers. <sighs> my memory i don't know i don't remember it's called get out of the room <laughs> you're not welcome in this building <clears throat> no but it's about flat earth the whole flat earth here's here's thing. the thing it's very funny i have one experience with a flat earth guy mm-hmm. he came and fixed my drain in my old house in ogden mm-hmm. and then afterwards somehow it came up like i don't know how how does it come up that i'm paying <laughs> this guy uh, you know 90 bucks for a service call and mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah by the way i believe the earth is flat like how the hell did it happen anyway so we're sitting outside we're talking about it and i'm like oh well i'll get into right there i'll get into this shit yeah. he's gonna talk about it let's talk about mm-hmm. it so the biggest thing i remember is like I, I i go okay i'm not i'm not agreeing with you but let's pretend like i am mm-hmm. why why is it a secret like yeah why what, is gaining? everyone on earth has combined like why? to and he's like, make this conspiracy money <laughs> And I was like, who's making, who's making money? He's all on the other side of Antarctica. (gasps) There's, there's five more continents. Oh, and they're keeping us in the dark. Oh, and since he, and he said, okay, that makes sense. And and I get it. Our labor makes them rich. What they do is they drink gold. So they live forever. What? They drink gold. And I was like, wait. And so I was like, well, this is great. Have you drunk gold? And he's all. Yeah, when I was working really hard, I would buy gold and I would drink it, and no. I, I I never got sick, and I and I was like, are, are you sure it's not the uh, silver thing that people do, bro? It was straight up. <laughs> it was gold. gold. It, it was, was gold. like the elixir stone from Harry Potter stuff. Because there's a whole subset of people that drink like silver nitrate. Have you heard of that? No, that's what you put behind mir- glass to make mirrors. Or silver, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It I drink be, yeah. it. And. I never got sick again. <laughs> no, I got really sick when I first started dating my wife. And I remember I was at her house in her, in her parents' house in her bed. She was living with her parents. And I just stayed at her house for like three or four days because I was so sick. And a man in a robe. And one of and their... And a hooded <laughs> robe man came and gave you silver nitrate. And I barely remember, but that one of their family friends came in and he had... Uh, have you seen those? They're like aluminum bottles uh-huh. of Bud, Bud Light uh-huh. that he had emptied out. And washed out okay. and put in this silver whatever. No, uh-huh. And I drink it. And he's like, this will fix you up. Did it fix you? No. <laughs> I had a virus. It didn't do anything. And also I no, learned. It was modern medicine. People That's like, like preppers and like dumb people, they drink it a lot. Excuse me. Preppers are not dumb people. Oh, by the way, my wife called me a prepper the other day in front of company. It was very embarrassing. Uh, like they drink it too much and it makes your skin turn blue. So there are pictures of these dumb people. I think the the governor of either the governor of Montana or like one of their congressmen is blue because <laughs> he's one of those people who drinks silver too much. <laughs> this is dead. But here's the so let me like go people back. are so stupid. I just want to say we're smart. I, we're the smart ones. Don't you get it? Yeah. 
ever since I thought about, ever since I talked to this guy, mm-hmm. all I've wanted to do is go to Antarctica and cross it and see these five <laughs> continents. Like, it's such You'll a fall wild... off the edge. Here's the thing. How do they get to the other side? Wouldn't you just fall off? I, I had read, I had read no, that no, no. they believe there's a wall a of ice. Yeah. Around. So how do you get over... They keep you away. That's the rich people mm. keep you away. See, now it makes me want to go in to find out like this thought. It's wild that it exists. It's wild. Like, did it start as a prank? Like, so, what's the reality? So this this documentary, the best part, I'm going to spoil it right now. I don't really care. The very end of it, there are these guys, and they're like earnest, scientifically minded people mm-hmm. who believe the earth is flat, and they're trying to prove it with science. Yeah. But all their experiments prove that it's round and they keep being like, Oh, mm, interesting. Hmm, Well, we'll have to, we'll have to like, we'll have to look at this. We'll have to look at this closer. And they were doing this really simple experiment with a laser where like they would set up like, Oh yeah. uh, yeah, I heard about this. They'd set up, you know, towers of equal height over miles at a time and and shoot a laser. If the earth was round, that means it would not hit the last one because the curvature of the earth would mean that it it was too high and it doesn't hit the last one. And the last part of it, he's just like, they like report the, you know, the thing he's like, can you see the laser? You know, like on a radio with the guy. He's like, no, no, I don't see it. He's like, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that, that's like all he says. And then it ends. It's so good. Oh, now I gotta watch it. Here's the media <sighs> I'm going to recommend to you. Yes. Yes. It's called a uh, Victorian farm. Okay. And what it is, is it's two historians mm-hmm. and one archeologist or one archeologist and two historians. I don't know. But they go to, they're in England, and this is one of like five that they do, but they mm-hmm. live at different times. Mm-hmm. So they do one where they go to France, which they go to Goudillon Castle, which is in Burgundy, France, which mm. is, it's uh, it's a thing called, um, his, no, it's called, uh, what's it called? Archaeology, experimental archaeology, where mm-hmm. you do things like, so if we wanted to know how like hunter and gatherers lived, we would take all our data and then we'd live like hunter and gatherers. Mm. So they're building a castle mm-hmm. from the ground up oh. with only technology that could be in the 1300s and mm-hmm. only techniques that could be in the 1300s. They like have to split logs with like iron mm. axes. They can never use steel because steel wouldn't, and they have to make their own steel and they have to mine their own, you know, all this stuff. And it's gone on for like 30 years and they're mm-hmm. building like this small castle. So they live in that for a year. Mm-hmm. The Victorian one is. My favorite one. It's right before. Um, no, Victorian Farm's a pretty good one. There's another one, uh, Tudor Farm. Mm. So Tudor Farm's probably my favorite because it's right before Henry VIII uh, mm-hmm. converts England to you know Protestantism. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew that. I, just I wanted do. To show us. <laughs> I do know that part of it. Like he. Anyway, so the point is, I. So the point is, they uh, <laughs> they go through and they do everything like they they live for a whole year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one lady and two dudes and they live for a whole year just doing this, living on a farm. And like, they walk everything. They're like, this is how we made milk. And this is how you, Mm. and that's my recommendation. And it's a fascinating, it's like eight hour long episodes and they're great. Wow. There, yeah, there's like a whole genre of those kinds of things. Like I remember seeing one called the 1900 house. Did you ever see that? Right. But these are like, so that's like a reality TV type of, but they were trying to like, I will say this. This yeah. is BBC. It's very classy, and it's more like historic. Like, this is what would have happened. The mm. people are actually entertaining. They're kind of nice. Yeah. Ruth Goodwin, who's the woman, is very entertaining. She entertains me. The other guys are good, too. Where can I watch this? YouTube. Oh, yeah, uh, you mentioned that. Place. That's why we got on the That's conspiracy. the only place I yeah. can see. I, I watch them on YouTube. Okay. I would say other media, but I can't think of much else. 
That's okay. We don't need anything else. The Dodgers. I watch the Dodgers a lot. Go watch the the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Doyers. Los Doyers. Them bums. The the pitchers are amazing. <coughs> yeah. Starting pitchers killing it. I mean, they're. Unfortunately, I'm a Mariners fan. <laughs> I was talking. So I have a buddy who's a Mariners fan, and mm-hmm. like he's our age. He's a little younger, but like the last time the Mariners were in the playoffs was like 2000, right? Yes. So like, and they won the most games like ever yeah, they won without like even getting to the World Series. Yeah, they lost in the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they had a Rod. But and here's here's the thing. And Ken Griffey. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> but this is the thing. It, that story alone, like that means his entire life he's been rooting. It's like being a jazz fan. Like it's just mm. like always tragedy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, there is such an argument for a Fairweather fan. Like, think about, like, if you just converted. <laughs> no, there totally think is. Think about if you were 20 and you were like, every sports team from Boston's my team now. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bruins go into the Stanley Cup I think regularly. I think go farther. Patriots all the time. There's you know? a thing called liberated fandom where you don't even like teams, you just like players. And I think that's a totally rational thing. Totally. Because it's like, why not be a fan of the best players right. and not worry about what geographical, you know... Because they're going to they be have. bad and just so, like, could you imagine being a Cleveland fan? Yeah. If LeBron didn't exist either, mm-hmm. like they they never win at baseball, <laughs> they barely win at basketball. Their football team's atrocious, mm-hmm. and you sorry you were born in Ohio, yeah. in South Ohio, so now you have to North Ohio, Cincinnati South. So you're born in Northern Ohio. Mm-hmm. So you, sorry, I just wanted to let you know about the geography of Ohio. Rust Belt. <laughs> anyway, that's where so they interview the Trump supporters <laughs> in the cafes. So if you're born in the Northern Ohio, like you, you're obligated to like this team because mm-hmm. of geography. And you're like, it's kind of like us. We're jazz fans. We didn't choose this, Mm-mm. but we have to. You have to. And honestly, you couldn't get away from it now. Yeah. I couldn't. Well, and I look down or used to kind of look down on people who do what you're talking about, where right. it's like, you know, they have a different team for every sport yeah. just for whatever other reasons and it doesn't have anything to do with where they live. It actually makes sense. It totally does. Cause if, I, I don't if, care about sports en- enough, though, to actually if do you're, that. If though. you're enjoying it, like mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm going to watch this for my enjoyment, you're putting away time. You could do a million other things. Why would you watch a losing team? Yeah. Because you? because there's glimmers of hope every once in a while. Be like being a, an Aggie fan. Be like rooting for USU. I think college sports unequivocally are the dumbest thing on the earth. So there are people like whatever. my sister loves college. Like she doesn't watch pro. She watches college, mm-hmm. and I'm with you. Like I, I don't know. I might as well watch high school. Like I might as well. Yeah, like it's the same thing. The they're like they're people. literally teenagers. It's weird as hell that all these adult people are so invested in a bunch of teenagers playing sports <laughs> against each other yeah. and usually at schools they didn't go to yeah it's, it's always like oh like, you're a utah fan you did you graduate from the u like mm, no like uh no, i just grew up in salt lake davis uh technical call dct but that's the other thing is like that was rude go. listen technical schools are valid and have their place it's we need more mechanics and stuff we 100 percent do yeah, yeah. job core it's a great thing. Okay. Oh, you're wrapping me up. I'm wrapping us up. Okay. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of The Flashback. I feel very silent. Verdict. Right now. Am I cutting you off too much? I'm sorry. The verdict is that Calvin and Hobbes it. is good. We loved it. We, we loved already it. covered that. Come back next time. Go watch Tudor Monastery and get out of this room. Go please. watch Tudor and, and some Flat Earth stuff. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, Matilde.